Hello. Hi, Councillor Doris. Thank you very much for joining us on the Parents Show this evening. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Great. It's great to have you with us. Um, and I know it's an extremely tense time of the year for you and for parents around uh, the Hertfordshire area because, of course, they all found out their choice of secondary school last year in the first round of allocations. Tell us, how, how's, how has the process worked this year? I think what I'd like to say first of all is that um, I'm a, I'm a parent. My my two daughters have are grown up now anyway, but they have their own children, and I absolutely understand because we've all been through it, um, the secondary allocation process and indeed the primary allocation process, and it is a very stressful time because you want things to go the way you want them to go, and it's not always possible, but. Uh, the process has worked extremely well in the vast majority of cases. And bear in mind, we've had 18,000 um, applicants this year, which is um, a little up on last year, 460 more than last year. It's a huge task. Um, and across the county, um, we've had very high satisfaction rates with 93% obtaining one of their four preferences. But equally I know that there's been a lot of pressure which is why we're talking this evening on places due to an expected increase in the in applications across St Albans um, and that's meant that 189 children in the district couldn't be offered a place at the first allocation stage on the 1st of March which is a national allocation day as well. So so it's an anomaly. It's not normal that 198 parents or children are left without a se secondary school at this point. No, it, it isn't. And I don't think it's happened before. It has happened in the primary sector before now. Um, and in the same way that they have a, a continuing interest list and the secondary sector has an, a continuing interest list which will start to run on the 18th of March and, and parents will hear on the 22nd of March the outcome of that. It, it actually, if you like to use an expression, shakes out all the, the, um, the duplicate applications um, and so on and people perhaps choosing to uh, go into the independent sector etc. Right so and, and do you have any idea why suddenly this year why was it unexpected why was it unforeseen? <clears throat> um, I would argue that it wasn't unforeseen in that context and just to put um, a, a slightly different perspective on it we could if we had wanted, allocate a, all these 189 children to a school. But the simple fact is that if we had done that, those children would have been allocated to perhaps a school in Watford or a school in Potters Bar or a school in Stevenage. And I think that parents quite understandably would have been equally as upset and anxious and stressed in that circumstance. The reason for this is that we were unable to accommodate the Catherine Warrington School, which is a brand new school, which is going to have, incidentally, fantastic facilities um, opening in September. We weren't able to include those in what's known as the coordinated scheme. And that allows all the schools to be in one pot as long as they subscribe to our scheme and the national scheme. Um, 
we weren't able to do that and we had to run if you like a parallel um, application process for people wanting to send their children or preferred to send their children to Catherine Warrington. So if I understand this correctly there is a parallel application process so does that mean that um, that there will suddenly be an increase How, what's what's the take up for Catherine Warrington? Well, uh, the, well, Catherine Warrington will accommodate 180 children. Um, can I can I also say, and I ought to say, um, that uh, we would have liked if everything had gone according to plan, and and um, it was out of our hands and out of the trust's hands. It would have been ideal if we could have opened the school last September, um, but that wasn't possible for a range of. Um, it reasons which um, go into perhaps at another time but um, we are where we are now um, and what will happen is that all those pe children who have been put down for Catherine Warrington or put down for Catherine Warrington and want to take up their places um, that will mean that they will give up the um, the hold they've got over another place in another school and that will free it up for all the people who haven't got um, a place at all. So that's very reassuring for parents. So basically 180 places regardless are going to be freed up on the 18th of March, parents will know on the 22nd of March and by that reckoning we, we can assume at least nine parents will go to independent schools so of the 189 parents who don't pay, they will get a place. Historically, um, looking back over the years, we reckon that around about um, a hundred a hundred children don't take up any of the Hertfordshire um, allocated places but do actually go either out of county um, or they go into the independent sector so I think actually whilst it's always going to be tight and we accept that um, there will be I am very confident that there will be sufficient places and in, in a local school for local children but I'm, I use the word confident. Um, you can never say 100% certain because there may be the odd case, but all of those can, can go on to the second run of the continuing interest list and indeed can also appeal um, as it goes forward. But the number of children that that affects is very small. Right. So I, I, I can imagine that that will be incredibly reassuring to some, but some will be saying that's all fine and well but right now my child doesn't have a place and um, obviously they're they're very upset and nervous and anxious about it what would you say to those parents it's a very difficult question to answer because whatever I say is is potentially going to be taken and people will say oh well he would say that anyway but I suppose really what I have to say is as much as possible please stay calm and and try not to put yourself through any additional stress because as I said a moment ago I am very confident that we will find there will be places for all the children these 189 children um, that haven't been offered a, a place I, I'm very confident of that and is it likely to be in their top four I would hope so. Um, you can't say for sure because at the moment you'll appreciate that the continuing interest list um, starts to run on Monday. It takes quite a long time to run 
Um, so I wouldn't like to speculate what the outcome is because I don't know um, what parents have actually said, right, we, we are taking up uh, school A or we're taking up school B or we're going out of county or we're going into the independent sector. So until we actually know those and all of those are collated, I, c I couldn't give you an exact figure. But those figures will come out next Friday the 22nd. Friday the 22nd of March. Yeah. And is there a chance that the 189 won't have their answer on the 22nd? Is there a chance that from the next round, any, any of those children still don't have a school? There is... There is always a chance, but I think the chance is very low. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, that is, that's good news, and I hope some parents out there are reassured by then. Um, the, the thing I wanted to ask is, how has this been handled? What do you, what do you, in your view, does the system need changing? Is, is there something that's happened this year that will never happen again? And, and the other thing that I suppose is... The process, I, I mean, uh, you're allowed, you're notified on a Friday that your child has this or that place. And the thing is, it's the end of the week. It's the start of the weekend. And if you get terrible news like 189 people do, what do you do? What are you supposed to do? There's nobody to speak to, you know, until Monday, which is a very, very stressful weekend for any parent. Um, the, the, the numbers actually went out. The first thing to say, I mentioned earlier um, that the 1st of March which this year was a Friday, is National Allocation Day. It's the day when across the whole country all the secondary school um, allocations go out. So it's not a Hertfordshire um, event, it's, it's a national event. And, and the date, I'm fairly certain, is always the 1st of March. Um, so it may be a Friday, it may be another day during the week. What I would say is that um, the Customer Service Centre at Hertfordshire County Council were absolutely ready for people phoning in. We know that on allocation day, whether it be secondary or primary, there will always be an influx of people phoning in. Um, they were ready to take the calls um, at the Customer Service Centre, and that was also open, I'm fairly certain, on the Saturday as well. So they were able to give as much as possible some level of reassurance but there were people um, available to take those calls so people weren't left entirely um, um, on their own but I, I but I, I, I equally understand you know the the stress and the the, the, the sadness that when when you see an email arrive um, saying we're, we're sorry we have not at this stage been able to um, allocate your child a place in a school it, it it's a dreadful thing to, to see. Um, and, and as I said a, a, a little while back, we could have said, yes, you've got, a, you've got a place in school X somewhere way away, and the parents would have been up in arms quite rightly and said, what on earth are you doing? You're suggesting we should send our children from St Albans to, let's say, Stevenage or, or Royston or somewhere like that. And is there any way that could have been avoided? I mean, why did the Catherine Warrington process go along simultaneously? Why didn't it happen with to, to just avoid this entire, uh, you know, situation? Uh, there are a number of steps along the way with Catherine Warrington School um, getting the final um, 
ticking the box, so to speak, um, uh, you'll probably be aware that there were some quite long and lengthy uh, legal issues um, that Hertfordshire and uh, Department for Education and the Trust had to respond to um, along the way, and that inevitably delayed some of the the, um, the processes, shall we say. Um, we we could not put Catherine Warrington into the coordinated scheme until the Department of Education um, signed off the funding agreement, and they only did that on the 25th of February this year. So there was no time to actually incorporate that into the coordinated scheme. And that's why we had to run a parallel scheme. We have run parallel schemes on more than one occasion. Uh, Croxley Danes, um, we run a parallel scheme, and uh, I think there's another school, but I can't remember what she did at the moment, where we've run parallel schemes as well in terms of allocations. But never, I suppose, with the consequences of this one, I, I assume. Uh, not, not in secondary, not in secondary, no. And, um, so and, and, and in that context, to, to an extent, um, this is an exceptional year. Um, and we, we know that we've, we've got the places available. It was just, if you like, um, a timing situation that we, we, we were helpless in, in dealing with. We, there was no way we could have dealt with it because it is a nationally coordinated scheme. And so what's what's transpired from this is that there are certain areas in St. Albans that look like, in the longer term, that they simply won't be catered for by, by any secondary school. I mean, I think it's the case already in for primary school level. But what do you say to parents living in those areas? Do you, do you think that situation is going to be addressed anytime soon? Well, in terms of um, any school, we have to work with the local... Uh, planning authority, which in that case would be St Albans City and District Council, um, and when they are um, providing areas for new building, they also have to. We have to say to them, look, we anticipate that we are going to need um, one or two or three forms of entry um, in a in a school, whether it be a primary school or a secondary school, and we need you to work with us to find the space and the, 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 the land to be able to accommodate that additional space in the same way that we are working at the present time with St Peter's School, primary school in St Albans to um, expand their intake um, to allow people in that particular area um, to go to a school which is local to them and I know that they have wanted that um, for some considerable period of time. And is that is that a, a long-term solution? So perhaps in the shorter term, parents aren't going to feel the benefits of it. Uh, developing a new school, I have it in my mind that the Catherine Warrington School has uh, been on the cards now for, I think it's probably about four or five years. No, I think it's more than that. It's probably five or six, seven years. I know that we, we as Hertfordshire, purchased the land for the school um, a number of years ago, um, and, and then you have to go through. It's, it's not a quick process. If you're expanding a school, um, 
then that's sometimes a little easier. But bear in mind that in St Albans in particular and the city centre, um, land is at a premium. And we we did open the Albans City Academy primary school in the heart of St Albans to cater for people who live in the centre of St Albans. I see. And will it get to the stage where planning permission won't be given for houses or apartments um, because there is no way to facilitate those areas with a school. Do you think that'll, because I think that's what pe- many parents are saying as well, stop building houses if you can't put a school in the middle of it. Uh, you really need to address that question to the local planning authority. Um, our, our view is that we should try wherever we possibly can and provide local schools for local people so that if there's a, um, a, a housing development, then we would endeavour to put a, or want to put a, a school in there. As a matter of interest, um, the, the general rule of thumb in terms of primary and indeed secondary, I suppose, um, is for every 500 homes, that, that requires a one-form entry primary school. Um, we don't like building one-form entry primary schools because they don't deliver the best outcomes educationally for for parents and for the children especially. Um, we try and build two-form entry primary schools or sometimes even larger. But that, of course, translates onwards as, as you go on um, into the secondary sector. And it's a little bit of a cyclical thing that um, we, we are just coming out of a... And we know about this coming out of a bulge in primary school places and of course those children are starting to move into the secondary schools yeah but we do plan ahead believe me we we plan ahead um and we have um if you like broad brush plans not detailed plans um certainly in quite detailed in the next couple of years. We know where the schools are going to be needed and the places are going to be needed in the next couple of years. But then we also have sort of a longer term view running up to sort of 2025 and so on. Great. So I just want to come back to the 189 now and just give them some reassurance. Is there any priority given for those of the 189 or will they just filter into the system with the Catherine Warrington places taken out? Uh, they will filter into the system. Um, we are not allowed by national legislation, it's not our rules, it's the national rules, um, to prioritise in that way. We have to treat everybody in the same way, um, but they will be, they will be in the system. Um, and when the uh, continuing interest list is run, as I said earlier, I'm, I'm confident that we will find places for them. And if anybody doesn't have a place uh, next Friday, what is the next mm-hmm. date that they need to um, hold on until? Okay, so the continuing interest list second run takes place on the 22nd of April. So it's, it is a month ahead. And if they, are, if they, for any reason, are unsuccessful or haven't had... There's a number of people who actually will be given perhaps their their fourth preference school but they want to stay on the continuing interest list for their first preference school and occasionally that can happen they can they can pick up that 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 place so my my recommendation is um the first thing which is very important to say do not if you've been offered a place even though you don't want it 
stay on the continuing list but do not reject the place that you've been offered because that will work against you you can you can always change your mind later on and and depending on the outcome of the continuing interest list but do rely upon the running of the continuing interest list and indeed um, the the opportunity if you feel so inclined to go to appeal and appeal for a place at a particular school can I also just mention that there's a lot of very useful information on the Hertfordshire County Council website, hertfordshire.gov.uk, under schools, and that takes people through in very straightforward language how, how they can take the next steps and what they can expect. Great. And, and last thing, for parents who are dealing, is, is, is the, are the people who are on the customer service and at Hertfordshire County Council, are they, you know, are they being trained to teach, you know, treat parents empathetically and with understanding for this this predicament are they do they you know is that being passed along absolutely absolutely they are and 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 sometimes one has to say that sometimes the answers aren't necessarily what the parent may want to hear but bear in mind that the vast majority of the people who are on the customer service desks um, at Hertfordshire County Council are parents in their own right, so they actually understand what people are going through. But the, the, the short answer to your question is absolutely they are trained to be empathetic and to give good service and, and, and straightforward and honourable answers to the questions. So, Councillor Durst, thank you so much. So hopefully by the 22nd of March, the very latest, 22nd of April, this debacle for 190 par 89 parents will, will be sorted. Um, I, I, I have to just sort of take you up a little bit on the word debacle. It, it, it's, it's an unusual situation. Um, we have worked very hard to try and minimise it. We know that there have been a number of people who... Are distressed by it and we're, we're sorry for the distress that that's caused but we are very confident that it will become right as we go forward. I, I suppose the reason why I say that is for parents who've been touched by it it's come out of the blue they had no idea I mean they're kind of thinking oh worst case you know I'll get my fourth school but to get no school I think has really um, you know shaken people. Yes and and if you like one of the um, elements that again I know I keep referring to the national um, uh, situation but the national code of uh, conduct says that we cannot or national admissions code says that we cannot we are not allowed to give advance notice to parents or to warn parents in that in the way that you've suggested and indeed even I am not don't get the information I do get it a, a, a couple of hours beforehand but that's all I get so um, we are we are absolutely duty bound, um, and we cannot say anything to anybody about it. So we can't we can't alert people and say, "Watch out, this is going to be a problem." Ah, okay. Well, I'm sure that'll answer a lot of questions for parents in the St Albans area. Councillor Durst, thank you so much for your time this evening. Thank you very much. Thank you.